102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Stone Temple Pilots are back. Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. We got protests all over. Not just about the animals at the Big E, but we got protests going on in East Long Meadow. We got protests going on in Boston this morning. They might slow down your commute if you're headed there. We got all sorts of protesting going on. And I don't even know what for. I'm an anti-tester. Yeah. I'm not a protester. Really? Yeah. I don't like testing. You like testes, though, right? Oh, I love testes. That's what I Especially thought. deep fried. They're pretty good. I've tried them before. Really? Mm-hmm. Buffalo ones. Interesting. Yep. Well, the there, more you learn. There you go. Uh, man, what a show today. How would you like a gift card to Villa Napolitana for Lobster Fest? Would I? Why wouldn't you? Uh, we'll have some of those to give away. And a lot of other stuff today, too. It's 536. With back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Live in concert. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 in Journey. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Uh, pretty nice today in the 70s for the highs and lots of sunshine. Pretty good for the rest of the week as well. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh-oh. Adam Levine uh, opened up Andorra's box. It's Pandora's box. She had one, too. Uh, Adam Levine has denied he cheated on his wife, Bahati Prinsloo, with Instagram model Summer Stroh, but he does admit that he crossed the line. Quote, I use poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than uh, my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner. In certain instances, it became inappropriate. I have addressed that and taken proactive steps to remedy this with my family. My wife and uh, my family is all I care about in this world. To be this naive and stupid enough to risk the only thing that truly matters to me was the greatest mistake I could ever make. I will never make it again. I'll take full responsibility. We will get through it and we'll get through it together. Now, who wrote that? Was it him, his wife, or a publicist? He's Prob- a songwriter. Yeah, it doesn't sound like any <laughs> lyrics that came out of Maroon 5. Dave, I don't think he set that to music. Uh, Although, those would make good lyrics. Mm-hmm. And, and and then on top of that, two other women have come forward claiming that he sent them inappropriate messages. Ruh-roh. So, Yeah, that's what happened. You open the floodgates and... Uh, damn. Comes back around and bites you in the ass. It's like uh, Adam Levine pig pile. It actually sounds pretty sexy, Bex. When I say an Adam Levine pig pile? Yeah. I didn't mean it to come out that way. And and he should write a song about it. I mean, after all, it's what Taylor Swift does, right? Yeah, but Taylor Swift isn't married to anybody. Mm. Uh, back in... You know, I don't know if you, you're aware of this, but that wouldn't go very well mm. if you were to, say, uh, have a spouse. Yeah. I see what you mean. Good point. Uh, back in 2013, there was a rumor that John Hamm goes commando and had to be asked to wear underwear to hide his bulge while filming Mad Men. Well, John finally shot uh, shot that down during an interview yesterday. He said, uh, first of all, who doesn't wear underwear? Yeah, I've worn underwear every day of my life. I love a comfy boxer brief. Thank you very much. I like breathable cotton. Come on, who doesn't? So in other words, it's so massive, even two layers of clothing can't hide it. Well, they don't call him ham for nothing. That's a whole ham bone right that's there. A, that's a canned ham right there. He is right about the boxer briefs. Those are very, very comfortable. Yeah, they didn't have them when we were growing up. No, they didn't. Mm. Had it's those a, tidy whiteies. Yeah. And, oh, my yeah. God. It depends on which ones you're buying. No, that's that's definitely true. But, I mean, do you want to? I prefer a good fruit of the loom. 
Do you? Boxer brief. Really? Yeah, the sport ones. The Calvin you know. Klein's are good. Yeah, Calvin Klein, I don't have money for that. Mm. Uh, oh, you get them at Marshall's or TJ Maxx, fruit, and it's the same fruit. as anywhere else. Now, Fruit of the Loom is way cheaper mm. at Walmart. Okay. Well, you got to start shopping at Walmart, There Dave. you go. All right. Uh, I, uh, I shop uh, at very exclusive boutiques for my under things. You do? Yes. Target. Uh, Costco. You know, boutiques. The place you went yesterday? No. <laughs> I'm not buying underwear there. Uh, Roseanne is doing a new stand-up special for the Fox News streaming service, Fox Nation. Because, you know, when you say Fox News, you put on a comedian. That's how you do it. Especially a comedian that's used to spouting off uh, racial epithets. Uh, hey, Don Lemon on CNN has been pretending he's a reporter for the last uh, 15 years or so. hey uh, Fox says, uh, quote, uh, Roseanne is a comedy icon whose humor connects with the American audience like no other. Except that one time she started to spout off all that racism. That was a problem. You know, I'm surprised she wasn't, quote, canceled back in, like, was it 1989 when she did the national anthem and then spit while grabbing her crotch? You know, we didn't have uh, yeah. a real good cancel culture back then. You can get away with that kind of stuff. Not yeah. like you can today. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you, can, you can't grab your crotch and spit anywhere on an American flag. No, you can't. Adam Sandler has been using a cane in public. It turns out he has a scheduled hip surgery. Or early, he had a hip surgery earlier this month. He's recovering and will still do his comedy tour next month. This is the show that I had tickets to. Oh, that's why he canceled? Two years, March of 2020. Yeah. And he canceled it. Is it uh, Mohegan Sun? Yeah, but I don't even know if I can find the tickets anymore. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, uh, apparently he hurt his hip. Lifting up all those $20 million checks for every film he does. Oh, yeah. yeah that, those those are heavy. Very heavy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Inside Amy Schumer is returning for a fifth season on October 20th. I'd like to say that's gone on for maybe four seasons too long. Uh, five new episodes will air exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, Amy says this is, quote, the show that will finally get me forever canceled. <laughs> we can only no. be so lucky. Yeah, I know. I was like, what are you talking about? It hasn't been done yet. Uh, Anna de Armas said uh, she and the crew members on uh, Blonde left a card at Marilyn Monroe's grave on the first day of production. Quote, we are asking for permission in a way. Everyone felt a huge responsibility. For what? I guess this, uh, well, it's, it's the show is about Marilyn, Marilyn uh, Monroe. Oh. Mm. So, uh, you know, in order show. to do a show about Marilyn Monroe. You must uh, ask her permission from her dead body. Yeah, well, if she responds, let everybody know, because uh, she's been dead for decades. I believe uh, that's how Arthur Miller uh, treated her. With uh, with nothing but thank you notes? You visit her, her grave. Uh, yeah. You can only right. ask her bo- dead body for permission. The uh, new Spashing Pumpkins album is called Atum, A-T-U-M, pronounced Autumn. Hmm. Uh, and it's coming out in three parts. The first part is dropping this November. Oh, you get it? Because it's coming out in the season. Right. Ah. So the, is the other one going to be winter? W-N-T-R? That would no. make a lot of sense. They'll be using the other letters they didn't use in autumn this time. Whatever those are. How about summer with no E? Hmm. Uh, let's so see. Like summer. So the N and the U. Yes. Maybe so that's what they're going to use. Un. Yeah. SNL kicks off its 48th season on October 1st while Miles Teller hosting with Miles Teller hosting and Kendrick Lamar as a musical guest. On the 15th, Megan Thee Stallion pulls double duty as host and guest. Woo. You know, uh, we haven't really talked about it, but it's really a, like a 
a purging bloodbath over there with cast members. Well, I think they're ready to cancel the show eventually. I don't know if they're ready to cancel the show. I got to tell you, you know, when you got like 21 regular cast members, that's way too much. Yeah, haven't even way heard of the ones who are going bye-bye. Well, no, I've heard of the ones that are that are leaving, but it's but the the fact of the matter is it's too many cast members. Mm. No one has the ability to stand out if you've got to cycle 21 people in all these mm-hmm. sketches. Right. So, ah, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Take that show off the air. Uh, and that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Thank you, SB. Unlock your... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, great news, everybody. The Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio, has just announced its list of finalists for the 2023 Hall of Fame enshrinement ceremonies. Yesterday, the Football Hall of Fame unveiled a list of 129 players who will be considered for induction, nine of which will be eligible for the very first time. And of those nine former players, two of them spent brief periods of time playing for the New England Patriots. The nine guides include outside linebacker James Harrison, who played one season with the Patriots in 2017. There's also cornerback Darrell Rivas, who played with the Patriots in 2014. And the others on the list include Cleveland offensive tackle Joe Thomas, former Colts linebacker Dwight Freeney, running back Chris Johnson, Saints guard Jari Evans, 49ers linebacker Navarro Bowman, defensive back Cam Chancellor, and punter Shane Lechner. Now, the truth is, not all of those guys are going to get in. In fact, most of them won't. As far as who will get into the Football Hall of Fame, I have no idea. I have bigger questions swirling around in my head. Questions like, what's the parking lot situation like at the Football Hall of Fame? Do they have enough? I also like to know whether they conduct all of their Hall of Fame activities in the city of Canton, or do they farm things out, say like 60 miles away in towns like Cleveland or Youngstown? I hear Pittsburgh is only 104 miles away. I wonder if they've ever considered moving a large percentage of their enshrinement activities to Pittsburgh. People love Pittsburgh. Granted, it's another state away, but not necessarily and not necessarily an easy commute. But Pittsburgh is a vibrant city with lots of things going on over there. Either way, the final decision will be announced sometime next year, early in the year, which gives me plenty of time to make arrangements to park my car. Because you can never prepare too soon if the Hall of Fame decides to change their mind at the last minute. But hey, and if I'm on yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know you can paint your house, but I guarantee if you do. You're going to have a couple of questions along the way. That's why you want to go to Rockies. At every Rocky store, there's at least one trained paint expert to guide you through your project. Good people, paint people, and rock-solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Spring. <laughs> Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock hits uh, 612 and Guns N' Roses with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Great effort by Axel. You want to get angry at 612 in the morning? I, I thought you were having like a like a seizure or something. Well, I, well, isn't that what he was doing when he was singing that song? <laughs> I don't. Usually after the shows is when his seizures would hit. Mm. Uh, yesterday, uh, you know, uh, I had to go to South Hadley. Don't even ask why. Why'd you have to go to South Hadley? Uh, he told you not to ask why. Yeah. I know, but you know sometimes that's almost an invitation to ask why. He really wants no, you to ask. I had he? some yeah. business to take care of in South Hadley, mm-hmm. right? So that 
Yeah. Like I'm a traveling salesman I was or say, something. Oh, you're the guy that had business in South Hadley. Yeah, well, hey, uh, check out my new uh, my new beard bomb. <laughs> um, so, I, uh, and we're, and we're, as my daughter and I, my youngest daughter and I, were coming back from uh, South Hadley, and we see there's all these uh, like storms and rain showers and whatnot. Yeah. And this giant rainbow that uh, I got multiple angles from from different people from around the, uh, the area. There was a double rainbow at one point. There was uh, it was really cool, and it was very uh, defined. It wasn't just like some crappy rainbow mm-hmm. like up in the sky. Uh, yeah. That uh, you know that you know the thing that when your eyeglasses sit the wrong way on the table and the sun's shining on them and it makes that little prism thing. Oh yeah. Is much more defined than that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we followed that rainbow, uh, figuring, hey, there could be a pot of gold. Well, it wasn't actually uh, precious metals per se. But golden buttered delicious hot dogs right mm. at Nick's Nest in Hollywood. Ah, How ironic is that? Because apparently we were just talking about them the other I day. I was like, what? And someone took offense. And I'm like, we get into Holyoke, and I'm like, look where that rainbow is. It's right over that hot dog stand over there. So uh, yeah. I told uh, Buddy, I said, hey, you want a hot dog, Buddy? And uh, she said, yeah. So we went over and we got some cheese fries and a hot dog. Oh, wow. How was it? Delicious? It was absolutely delicious. They dredged the hot dog in butter. Did you get it's the all- uh, Did you get the homemade beans? I didn't. Um, I can. I can only eat so much anymore. I'm getting to that point in my life where I. I used to be able to. I mean, obviously, I used to be able to overindulge quite a bit. Right. And now I'm. Uh, I'm learning this thing called portion control. <laughs> yeah, I've never. I've. I've only heard and, of that like a like a like the Loch Ness monster and, or or and, uh, Bigfoot. And portion control uh, to me means it, it's it's not about hey how much can I eat right now. It's like. How much of this do I want to eat to not feel uh, the atomic effects later? Sure. And it's nothing mm-hmm. to do about the food. No. The next no. nest food is good. This is any food. Any kind of, any kind of uh, you know, uh, quick-to-go uh, fast food type of stuff doesn't always sit with me well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I uh, I know what you're talking about. When I was, uh, when I was younger, in my uh, youthful days- And your heart was an open book? You know it did. You know it did. You know it did. Anyway, uh, there was a place not too far from my house that used to have a hot dog happy hour. And uh, if you can imagine that. And it was like they would serve the Chicago-style hot dogs. Oh, yeah. How's that? Fantastic. How's the Chicago style? It's like uh, pepper, red cherry, isn't it? Red cherry pepper? No, it's, like well, it's like a, it's, it's got the, this iridescent green relish, mm. a, a pickle, okay. tomatoes, lettuce, sometimes hot peppers on it. Yeah. And uh, and it's usually like a like a poppy seed bun. Whoo, man, those are good. But the hot dog happy hours, like buy one get one free. You can't well, back that. then, you know, you get like six of them because you know what the hell? I mean, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't that expensive, and you get the hot dog happy hour. Plus, right. with all the booze that you've put in your body all week long, you need to oh, yeah. replenish those salts. Yeah. And and they had onion rings too, which were fantastic. Anyway, oh, you got your vegetables in there. Good job. Well, it had all the major four food mm-hmm. groups: the hard, soft, cold, and hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best part about it was, I was full for at least uh, two or three hours after I was done. Now, if I went back, you're absolutely right. I couldn't even think about having six hot dogs. Maybe, maybe two, three, if I were like absolutely desperate. Like if I hadn't eaten for days in the in the you know crawling yeah. around in a desert. Yeah, it's. Couldn't, a, I couldn't even think about eating that much. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's just uh, maturing, I guess. Yeah, this you is know? what happens when you get older. I find myself taking home stuff from restaurants all the time when I would have eaten the whole entree and my friend's entree at the same time. Yeah. Now I take stuff home. But uh, but Nick's Nest, you went. 
Well, uh, and, and, in spite of all the the little misunderstanding there was, well, I walked in there and I'm like, I thought this place was closed. No, I, I no, didn't. Say, I didn't, didn't don't, say. Don't that. Start. I didn't say. Don't start. That. But uh, but uh, no, I uh, I go in there. It's got that old timey uh, feel to oh, it. Yeah. It's got the you know that that classic hot dog stand type of uh, type of type of joint, and uh, we had some cheese fries and Ooh, uh, hot good. chili dog, and it was good. Yep. And again, they are open and not shutting down. Nice. So now that we're all in the clear, and they heard what we said about them yesterday, and they were appreciative. So that was good. Well, there you go. All right, there you have it. I have a food related story here from a, a friend on Facebook. And uh, she went into a Walmart. She won't say which one, so we can't identify the one. I don't know if it's the same one where you saw the faulty urinal or the urinal problem. I don't know. They're all kind of my little babies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, this uh, woman, we'll call her Kathy because that's her name. She was at Walmart, she said, (laughs) and uh, she was scanning and bagging about $300 worth of groceries. And the employee comes over and the employee says, hey, why are you double bagging all of the groceries there? And uh, she says, excuse me, you're wasting all the bags. You're double bagging. And Kathy says, well, if you don't like the way I'm bagging the groceries, you could come over and bag them for me since that's your job. Yeah. Why are you using two bags? The employee says, because the bags are weak, she says, and I don't want the handles to break or the bottoms to rip out. Says, well, you're using too many bags. You're double bagging, and that's too many bags. And she goes, well, so you want me to split the items in half and put them in a different bag so I don't have to double bag. Exactly, the employee says. But then Kathy says, well, I'd, I'd still be using the same number of bags if you had me split I, the items. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but I didn't even know a Walmart was having an issue with how many bags you're taking from the uh, thing. Who knows? Maybe it's just a personal issue from the one employee or maybe that one Walmart has decided yeah. to try and crack down yeah. on Dep- this. I don't depending know. on what the grocery store you're going to, yes. you, you get charged for the bag. Right. So I'll tell you what, if you're going to double bag and, just, um, and charge me for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, then fine. Watch out for falling prices and arrogant front-end people. I guess, right? So this one woman just kept going with my friend Kathy and mm. wouldn't let it go. She just, you know, like, well, you, you can't use that many bags. And Kathy's like, all right, well, I'll just use that many bags. But yeah. So here. Like, I, well, here's, here's a single bag. You lift it up and see if it doesn't, you know, rip and smash everything inside of it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, my my girlfriend put a Walmart order in uh, over the weekend, mm-hmm. and we went to go pick it up on Saturday. Yep. And then you pull up to the the thing, and they bring all the groceries out to you. It is convenient. They did have like items, like you could have fit a lot more items in one bag, and there was like one, it was like a bag with like one box of things in it. I've seen that too. And it's like, yeah, your weight, that's like a waste. Like yeah. at least I'll try to get as much as I can in the bag yes. before I, uh, before it gets to that. Let tipping point. I've had you know. the same experience, Steve. Yeah, and 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 that Walmart service that is pretty cool. You know, you, yeah. you you order online, you pull up, they bring them right out. But yeah, they they are not very economical. No, I, I that's why I'm surprised that yeah. they're even arguing about how many bags you're using when you double bag it. This whole idea of the bags, mm-hmm. you know, so. Some towns have, you're allowed to have the bag, and then like Big Y says, well, we're just going to do away with them all at all the mm-hmm. stores, and then you got to buy. I mean, that's actually a great marketing plan on their part because they got those bags right at the register right. when you're self-checking out. Hey, two for a buck. You can buy the. Well, actually, it's, well, I think the Big Y ones are more expensive, but like Stop and Shop has mm-hmm. the two for a buck ones. Yep. A perfect marketing scheme you got going on there. Hey, you forgot your bags? 
we got them right here. You, you know, don't I, have to pay. I got to be honest. I mean, I know everyone's uh, you know worried about the environment mm-hmm. and nature and the planet and everything, but I miss plastic bags. I do. I miss them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the recycling ba- the recycled bags that, that you, you you buy and uh, you, you get them like, you know, I always forget them at home. I never remember to bring them into the store. So, you know, I got to bring in the paper bags or the flimsy handles. Back in the old days with them, you know, thin plastic bags, alleged th- uh, single use bags, you know, I could take all the groceries I bought, mm-hmm. you know, put them on my arm, carry everything with one arm, yep. and that would be mm-hmm. that would be good. Now I got to make multiple trips. They even stuff made like that, that. Remember they made that little handle thing where you could put the. It yes. was like it was like a thing with like uh, six little, almost looked like a spider. But there's only that. six little uh, pegs on it, mm-hmm. and you pick up all the bags with the peg, and you carry all the bags inside the house. And whenever I was done with the bags. I always saved them. I didn't throw them away. Yeah. I used them for like garbage in the bathroom yeah. or something. You know, there's a trick with the bags at the checkout too. If you're say at the Big Y, and I love the Big Y, you get like a little thing of soup, like an eight ounce soup from you know they have the the, the soup area there in Big Y. Yeah. And then when you get to the checkout, they offer you a free plastic bag for the soup. Would you like that soup? Because it could spill in a. Free- I said yes. And then so you put the soup in there, and then you put all your other groceries in there if you have a, a, a small amount. And it's strong enough to carry everything, so you, you get a free bag. You should try the soup at Stop and Shop. It's a, really? It's pretty good. All right. I'll yeah. give it a shot. Whew. Okay. Well, that's very good. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad, glad we had this conversation. Yeah. It's good to know mm-hmm. that uh, you're a big fan of the soup. Mm. Mm. It's uh, 623 with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Get ready. Rock 102 with Back Steve and Dave and Led Zeppelin and the horrible Jimmy Page on guitar. Uh, horrible because he refused to join Ozzy Osbourne on that new album. Come on, man. I think Jimmy Page can do whatever the hell Jimmy Page wants all, to do. All the other guys did, Clapton and uh, Jeff Beck and everybody else is on there. Yeah, it's all right. Listen, again, Jimmy Page does what Jimmy Page wants to do. I guess. Uh, let's see. A little bit later on, we'll give you a chance to win a uh, gift certificate to Villa Napolitana. Lobster Fest is going on, so uh, we'll give you some information about that a little bit later on. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, yeah. uh, today I learned is brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. And now it is time for Today I Learned. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. You know what I learned today? Hmm. No, Steve, what? Dad Joe David from Sutherland is back in the studio. And I got the dad joke. Yeah, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Why do popular girls walk in groups of three, five, and seven? I don't know. Why do they walk in groups of three, five, and seven? Because they can, they so cannot even. Ah. It's all odd numbers. I got it. I love an odd number joke. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the doctor because I've been having lots of irregular bowel movements. Really? Yeah. They diagnosed me with all kinds of weird crap. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my son always complains when it's his turn to clean the Honda. Really? I tell him it's important that we all do our civic duty. We got local protests, we got state protests, we got national protests. All coming up on the news at Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News. 633. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Roma Hyundai. Gary Roma will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. So the latest on those illegal immigrants that were sent to Martha's Vineyard last week, a Boston-based legal group has filed a class action lawsuit against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, alleging a, quote, fraudulent and illegal scheme to transport the nearly 50 
Venezuelan uh, migrants from Texas to Massachusetts. It says uh, here in the lawsuit that it's a violation of the constitutional rights and federal law. The lawsuit comes about a week after the migrants landed on Martha's Vineyard on two planes that originated in San Antonio, Texas, a trip for which the Florida governor claimed credit amid his renewed contention with our national policies regarding immigration. So, a lawsuit now. This will solve everything, right? Well, I don't know if it's going to solve everything. All I know is if, uh, you know, this time of year, I know it's end of season, but uh, it's still very expensive to stay in Martha's Vineyard. Mm -hmm. Homeless or not. Yeah, unless you've uh, you verboed a cabin or a cottage or something like that, it's going to run you. That's not an easy, not an easy place to be homeless for Martha's Vineyard. No, but maybe they're not homeless anymore. Maybe they've been taken in by some kind families on Martha's Vineyard. After all, the pr- pr- uh, President Obama has a has a a nice home on Martha's Vineyard, right? Have you ever met anybody from Massachusetts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not that nice. Well, we do welcome immigrants. Yeah, just with open arms. As, yeah, but we're not going to. Yeah, we're not going to. You know put them in our guest room well you got to put them somewhere if they land there and they're they're being taken care of which we assume they are they're not probably they're not homeless on the streets of martha's vineyard right now we don't know that perhaps massachusetts governor charlie baker lamented our federal immigration woes in a speech yesterday but he continued to back the idea that we have problems in this country with regard to immigration and he refrained from condemning the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, who took credit for the sending of the 50 Venezuelan migrants to Martha's Vineyard. According to the speech from Charlie Baker, quote, look, everybody who pays attention to this issue knows we have a giant problem with immigration in the United States. It needs to be reformed. He said, I've been saying this for eight years to my colleagues at the federal level. What I'd really like to see, said Baker, so I'd like to see the feds create an immigration policy that people can understand and people can enforce and people can abide by. We don't have that, end quote. So what is the solution? I mean, it's like two million immigrants coming into this country on a well, regular basis, on a monthly basis. The, the, the problem you have mm-hmm. isn't just that they are coming into this country. Right. The problem is that no one wants to have a conversation about it. Right. Because every time you do, there is a automatic response that to question anything going on Mm -hmm. with immigration is racist and in the moment you bring racism into the conversation you're basically uh, eliminating the ability to debate about it right because no one wants to be perceived as a racist which is what governor baker is saying in essence well what governor baker is saying is also a matter of of uh, of of practicality too Mm -hmm. i mean you know it it we do have issues in in immigration, but we can't have a good debate about it, an efficient debate about it, because racism is always added into the conversation. Whether or not it's true, not for me to say. All I know is, is that we've made it very, very difficult to address this problem right. at all because we both have decided, both sides have decided to uh, to not listen to the concerns of the other side. Well, maybe the extremists need to step aside from the conversation. The extreme conservatives and the extreme liberals, yeah, and we need to the, get some people the ex- in the middle. But it's the extremists that wind up pushing the agenda. Right. And you know that's when the breakdown of communication happens. I mean, yes, you would like to think that maybe we could come to consensus, but as long as you start throwing words like... Uh, <laughs> 
that they're all criminals. Mm-hmm. Or the moment you start talking that they're that you're being racist, and the, the moment you bring that into the conversation, I don't know how you expect there's going to be a real serious debate. Mm. So you're blaming the people who cry racist in that situation. No, I'm, for I'm, escalating blaming, the- I'm blaming both sides. Mm-hmm. I'm blaming both sides mm-hmm. for being tone deaf yeah. and being unable to have a good conversation about it. So how do we reach a solution? That's the problem. Know. I don't know. What are you, what are you, what are you looking at me for? Well, you're, a, you're an award-winning broadcaster. Not yet. <laughs> Still got another day. Expect a solution. Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno said he's directing the law department in Springfield to review... What the city may legally do to curb panhandling on city streets and at major intersections. Specifically, Sarno is asking the law department to determine whether it would be permissible for the city to go after panhandlers who walk into traffic. And it would become a public safety issue. You know, I saw that uh, the other day in West Springfield coming down uh, the hill uh by there's a Sunoco station on Route 20. There's like the, the used to be called a food bag, but it's mm-hmm. something else now. Right. But it was right at the there was a traffic light there, and um and, and this woman was wa- walked out into the middle of traffic mm-hmm. uh to get like a dollar or something from one guy that was handing out, and then the light changes to green, yep. mm-hmm. and everybody starts going. This uh this crazy broad still standing in the middle of the road. Like get the hell out of the road. What mm-hmm. are you doing? Yep. Yeah, I really try to pick and choose who, uh, you know, which panhandlers I uh, am willing to contribute to. Mm. I saw a a, a guy the other day uh, right there in, uh, I think it was uh, St. James Avenue. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he had a sign, a cardboard, but it was done with, uh, you know, with, you know, it was done with glitter and, you know, you know. Yeah. Sharpies and put you some know, effort into he, it. But, yeah, he really put some effort into mm-hmm. it. But you know, it's it's kind of hard to feel like you know you're in, in a bad way with your you know your your iPhone 13 in one hand and your your Apple Watch 7 on the other hand. Sure. And it's kind of it's just kind of hard to really generate sympathy right. if you're looking like, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I bet when you get back into your BMW after you're done, then uh, you know that put money we put to good use. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I. I have I've had this plan to do this and I and I always forget the shirts at home but I have those shirts at home that says Steve Nagel is my safe word. Yeah. And uh I I want to give those out to the people that are panhandling cuz I bet you you could increase your uh you know donations tenfold by wearing that shirt. Maybe. You're standing on a traffic island and eh, maybe nobody's going to notice you cuz you got your your dirty uh, cargo pants on that mm-hmm. you haven't changed in a month. You know, because you're falling on hard times. But a Nagel is my safe but word shirt. But a Nagel is my safe word shirt. I bet you'd get 20 bucks for every person that drove by you. You I, might be right. I think you need to print shirts with the, the name of your podcast on there. Get some advertising out of the whole deal. Well, yeah, we could do that, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, more of the fact that, uh, you know, we're doing some S&M type of thing with these uh, <laughs> panhandlers uh, that they could bring in more money. You still have some of them uh, Nagel Please t-shirts? Do we still have those, or were are those uh, all that gone? That was something the radio station made, I didn't, oh, and yeah. I never even got one. You never got a shirt that said Nagel Please on it? No. No, I never I did. got one, but was afraid to leave the house with it. Really? Can I yeah. have it? I don't know where it is now. It's probably, Oh, it's buried probably, probably. somewhere. Probably. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I want to start a class, a marketing class, for all the panhandlers in here. 
We'll get, uh, you know what I'll do? I'll go, I bet you John DeLiva down at the Hall of Fame knows uh, how to market things. We can have him uh, help me teach this marketing class. Yeah. He's an because, expert. Well, he's been, he's, been, he's been marketing for years. The mm-hmm. guy's a marketing genius, for mm-hmm. God's sakes. We can get him, get all his ideas in or what we can do. Yeah. Maybe we can start online fundraising with the with the panhandlers. You yeah. know, a good six-point plan would be very helpful for that. Uh, part of the plan, according to Mayor Sarno, would be having the city put up signs at key intersections that would discourage people from handing out change to panhandlers. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Now, on to the protests. In East Longmeadow, signs reading, Stop the Warehouse! Lining the streets, homes, and businesses on Shaker Road. Warehouse? Yes, it's all about the defunct package machinery plant at 330 Chestnut Street in East Longmeadow. Yes. It's the site of a controversial new proposed warehouse project, and the people of East Longmeadow don't like it. So after a a conservation commission meeting last week, townsfolks learning the details of that 562,000-square-foot project a movement erupted, and you're seeing signs of that now in East Longmeadow. Well, we, we uh, this, this town will not put up with warehousing things. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll allow a like a, a Korean massage parlor to open up after you know one <laughs> <laughs> after I one was, violation after another. But I, give us a warehouse, forget it. I always wondered that the place that got raided the most continues to be open, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then but. God forbid we have a drive-through restaurant in this town. That yeah. that's illegal. You mm-hmm. know they're banned in this town, Dave. No drive-throughs. Yep, none. Right here in East Longmeadow. I mean, if you're a bank, you can drive through. Mm-hmm. But if you're like a uh, like a restaurant or mm-hmm. a Dunkin', well, you know the history of this town. That Dunkin' building there on Maple Street. Yes. Was that originally a drive-through? Because it looks like it has the structure in the back to do that. My understanding, and I and I could be wrong about this, but my understanding is the building was built to specifically a, to accommodate a drive a drive-through. But the town, because they had never done drive-through business before, gotcha, rejected it, and they never, you know, they never they never put it in in operation. So. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, if things changed in East Lawn Meadow and they would allow it, it wouldn't take them very long to, you know, open up the window and make something out of it. Right. Quickly, another protest will be going on this morning in Boston. So if you're headed there, thank God we're not headed there till tomorrow. But starting at 7 a.m. this morning, protesters from something called Extinction Rebellion will be protesting. The news release came, came from the Massachusetts Department of Transportation. The folks at Extinction Rebellion describe themselves as a movement demanding action by governments on the climate and ecological emergencies. The protest against fossil fuels in Boston will include a giant sun puppet, colorful banners and flags as mm. well. You know, I uh, I suppose that if I'm stuck in traffic uh, in Boston, it would uh, it my my anxiety would be lessened greatly by a good puppet show a sun, a sun puppet, puppet. You yeah know, whatever mm-hmm. what is a sun puppet is that the one that kind of billows in the breeze or is that something different there? it's probably a puppet that's shaped like the sun okay oh to represent a, a healthy ecology yes i see yes okay yes very good well, well look forward to that maybe again the pro- all the more reason why i should be staying at a hotel in boston tonight rather <laughs> than driving there tomorrow maybe the protesters will still be there when you drive in today well what Max? if i get stuck in traffic and can't make it to your little ceremony mm. 
At least I'll be there. So wait, does it start at 11 o'clock? You can blame it on it, Extinction Rebellion. you got to be there at 11 I've got to be there at 11 What o'clock. time does it start? Because I'm not going to leave my house at 8 o'clock in the morning to be there for you know, 11 I, o'clock. I looked at the uh, the website trying to get yeah. that information because you know, my parents are asking the same yeah. thing. I couldn't find it. So my guess is somewhere between 11 and noon. Oh, this is going to be like uh, like going to a wedding where you got to wait outside of the reception hall until they're all finished setting up the place yeah. settings for Yeah, it. and there'll be, you know, they, there'll be pictures. And, <sighs> and we got to talk know. to people. I oh, know. It's going to be terrible. It's 645 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next in our mass hat, the latest in stupidity, well beyond Tide Pods and fence busting. We'll get to it in a couple of minutes on Rock 102. It's 54 and Tom Petty with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Uh, As far as your Pioneer Valley forecast uh, goes today, sunny and a high of 76. Tomorrow, more rain with a high of 67. It's 58 right now in downtown Springfield. Time is uh, 654. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat. Going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Yes, the mass hat award today goes to the people who are engaging in another stupid challenge. Even worse, maybe, than the Tide Pod challenge or the fence busting challenge where you bust through neighbors' fences on purpose or the milk crate challenge where you try and Mm -hmm. climb the tower of milk crates Mm -hmm. how about the sleepy chicken challenge have we heard of it no anyone bueller the fda had to intercede warning people not to try the sleepy chicken challenge which has been making the rounds in places like pinterest with recipes that call for boiling your chicken in nyquil oh god the fda says it's really dangerous even if you don't actually eat it, because even the fumes generated from the boiling NyQuil can be inhaled and can be very dangerous. You know, kind of like, not as bad as, but kind of like fentanyl. When you open a package and there's fentanyl there, yeah. it's very dangerous. Well, now you've uh, piqued my interest. I really kind of want to try that now. <laughs> These, I mean, you know, NyQuil tastes bad enough. I hate NyQuil. I hate the way it makes me feel, too. Like, if I'm sick... I'll do anything other than have NyQuil. It gives me like a creepy, like crawly feeling. You mean the way it makes you healthy? No, I, I understand the benefits, but oh, but to get to the benefits, it makes my body feel like I'm I've got you know ants crawling inside my veins or something. How do you know you don't? Well, I should have. I, I do have a physical coming up Friday. There you so go. Maybe they can say uh, not only do you have ants in your pants, yeah. but you have ants inside your veins. I see what you did there. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But. You know, uh, the whole idea of doing any of these challenges is pretty stupid. However, this is just a, um, I don't know, like a, a branch off of the original Sucrets. You used to be able to take Sucrets. This is what I've heard. I never you heard of this take, one. So, so you take a bunch of Sucrets yeah. and you put them in a baking dish and you put them in the oven. Yeah. And you melt it at like three. Wait till it's all melted. Mm-hmm. 350 for however long it takes for it to all melt into a sloppy goo. Okay. Yeah. And then... You, uh, you take it out of the oven, you let it cool off, and in the top, you scrape off, and that's where all the hallucinogenic stuff is. You can get yourself huh. whacked out. No kidding. Uh, yeah, and sucrets. I, I wow. had no idea. Yeah. I didn't realize that, I was hallucinogenic. Yeah, I thing. learned that from my 15-year-old nephew one time. <laughs> yeah. He was like, hey, Uncle Steve, guess what you can do? You can take sucrets and melt them in the oven and uh, scrape off the psychoactive stuff on the top. Which makes me think that if a 15-year-old is informing yeah. you of this stuff, it doesn't really work. Uh, right. You don't know that? 
right I now? No, I don't know anything about this 15-year-old. How do you know he's not an idiot? Well, he's 28 now. He still lives in his mom's basement. I think it was a very successful <laughs> trip. Right now, the people are running to CVS and Walgreens to get their supplies through Kretz. I wonder, does it work with the generic type of, do they have like generic lozenges? Oh, I'm sure lozenges it does. Hey, too? look, yeah. it's all the same. Yeah. Uh, well, compare with the ingredients of regular Kretz, right. you can still get psychoactive effects <laughs> from baking them. I say a little cheaper, too. Yeah, you know, probably. Right? Yeah. yeah, save uh-huh. yourself some money. Right. It's been a while since I bought uh, NyQuil mm-hmm. at, uh, at the local CVS mm-hmm. or Walgreens. Yep. I know it's not cheap to begin with, but if you have to buy enough to boil a chicken, you should maybe think about yeah. other things to do with your <laughs> time. Say, how big is this chicken? Yeah. Is it, or is it, is it like a whole chicken? Even if it's just like a like a like a chicken you know, a package of chicken breast, give me like you know twelve thirteen bucks. You're, to me, it's a big waste of money. Search why, up the recipe online why, and see what they do. Why can't anybody think of something that tastes good? Mm. Like challenge, right? <laughs> like something that tastes good. Yeah, it might be dangerous, but it still tastes good. Sure. Yeah, you know, boiling chicken in Nyquil. Come mm-hmm. on, all right. Don't do it. The sleepy Nyquil challenge. The FDA. <laughs> says it's bad for you. It's 6.58 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next in the 102-second sports, remember we told you about the chess prodigy who was accused of being a cheater and yeah. he was going to play chess naked to prove that he wasn't cheating? Yeah. Wait till you hear the latest on this guy. It's uh, 6.58 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Back. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Benjamin Moore Paint, Cabot Stains, plus rock-solid painting advice and expertise. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? I, folks, I think we can be honest with each other. There are all kinds of reasons to be a disgruntled fan of the Cleveland Browns. You've only had two winning seasons in the last 20 years. You haven't won a championship since 1964. And you've never seen the inside of a Super Bowl matchup ever. And, oh, yeah, your starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson, is currently serving an 11-game suspension for multiple counts of sexually inappropriate behavior despite signing a fully guaranteed five-year contract worth $230 million. Again, if you are a fan of this train wreck, there's loads of reasons to want to take a large projectile and hurl it at the unsuspecting heads of team ownership. Thankfully, most functioning adults would refrain from this sort of behavior. I, for example, would not waste valuable concessions by throwing them at people. The same sort of restraint cannot be said of one Cleveland Browns fan who was arrested on Sunday after he was caught on security camera footage taking a $5 bottle of water and throwing it at the head of team owner Jimmy Haslam as the Browns were getting crushed by the New York Jets 31-30. According to reports, police arrested 51-year-old Jeffrey Miller during the final moments of the game for not only throwing the bottle in question, he was also charged with assault, disorderly conduct, and failing to comply with a lawful order when police told him to stop acting like a total douchebag. Again, I can totally understand the man's justifiable outrage. But at 51 years old, you would like to think that a grown-ass man would be able to exhibit enough restraint to not throw a $5 bottle of water or an $8 beer or a $6 hot dog at another human being, no matter how much they may deserve it. Unfortunately, Jeffrey Miller's level of intoxication may have negatively affected his judgment, and as such, he is not only facing criminal charges, he may be facing the possibility of a lifetime ban from attending Brown home games in the future. In other words, they may have done this guy a favor because no football fan should have to endure what these poor people have been facing every season. But hey, the Vamai Yappin Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You paint your house this year, but what's it going to look like in 10 years? If you're using Benjamin Moore paint, you should know it withstands the sun, the wind, the rain, and snow without losing its color, texture, or vibrancy. Go for long-lasting quality. Get Benjamin Moore paint today 
at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch in Rock 102. Nice, nice today and not so nice tomorrow, right? Sure. Sunshine in mid-70s today. Like <laughs> Tomorrow's going to rain. Uh, you did this story uh, during your uh, your sports about uh, this uh, this problem in chess. Yes. Where uh, this guy, this, uh, this youngster, uh, Neiman, uh, apparently is accused of cheating. Hello, Neiman. And uh, Marcus Carlson, or Magnus Carlson, I should say, is the world's top player. Mm-hmm. Guy's got like an IQ of 190. Yeah. Did you realize that? Do you realize how smart you got to be to be 190 on an IQ IQ score? Smart enough to play chess at that level. I don't think if you if you added up our cumulative IQ scores, we add up to 190. Yeah, you're right. I would agree. Because yeah. we're working here. Because mm-hmm. we're dopes is what basically it boils down mm-hmm. to. Well, anyway, uh, Carlson... Uh, top-rated player in the world, has been for years, uh, withdraws from this uh, this thing in uh, in St. Louis, I guess. Yeah, it, was a, it was an online chess match. Was, yeah. I guess, I don't know if, you know who was in St. Louis or who was where, but it was online. Now, the, the rumor is this this Neiman fella, this, uh, this, this kid, right, mm-hmm. has been accused of cheating, and as you mentioned, one of the ways in which it is alleged that he is cheating mm-hmm. Is that he is receiving Morse code messages <laughs> from a probe which has been stuck with inside of him mm-hmm. uh, in his backside area? Yes. This story blows up because Elon Musk starts tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Elon Musk st- starts tweeting, and then all of a sudden, this guy, the uh, Hans Neiman, says, "No, I don't. I- I'm not getting Morse code messages uh, up there. I'm. Uh, I'm just." Merely playing my game now, and, and maybe enjoying the anal beads at the same time. That has nothing to do with the cheating. Well, he's saying there's no, there, there are no anal beads. There's, there's nothing. There's nothing up there that's that's uh, that's co- that he's uh, receiving messages from. Okay. He's just doggone good at what he does. Okay. But uh, uh, Magnus Carlson says, you know, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm out. I'm not playing with this guy. And uh, and so that's so that's that. Now, you remember when uh, uh, when George Brett. <laughs> had a home run turned over because he was using too much pine tar. Yes. Is there a rule in chess that you are not allowed to insert something inside of yourself? Even not if, even not if, yet. Even if it's just for your own personal pleasure? Not yet. There isn't a rule. I would find that to be very distracting. Mm-hmm. And I would also find uh, to decipher Morse code from back there, uh, you could get a lot of mixed messages. Yeah, like like, how do you know that the messages you're getting are 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 right? Yeah, was that queen to rook three or is that a little gas? A little gas. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you how do you know you're just, you're not just digesting breakfast? Sure, you know, like a like a large breakfast, say like uh, you know waffles and and uh, and bacon or whatever. Sure. You know, how do you know you're not uh, you're not digesting food from a grand slam breakfast could cause that kind of vibration? Well, that's there, exactly right? that's exactly my point. Mm-hmm. And say, for example, there's an ambiguity in the message. Maybe the guy who's giving you Morse code messages, maybe he doesn't know Morse code that that much, right? And he's sending you you know, things that's like that sounds like total nonsense. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't exactly you know start dancing in your seat and telling mm-hmm. this guy, hey, could you send that again, or could you clarify your statement? Yep. Dot dot dash fart dot dot dash. I mean, you know, you know, it's like <laughs> how do you? Even if right? even if this were a good plan, yep. 
There's there's lots of holes in this plan. Right. He by the way, the guy accused of the cheating says, "You want me to play in a closed box with zero electronic transmission? I'll do that. I don't care." He says. So yeah, which is the kind of denial that everyone who's guilty uh, makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's if, if he knows he's going to have to be naked, he's not putting anything up there. He's just going to play, and then if he loses, he's right. going to say, "Well, I got nervous." Yes. You know where he got those beads from? Where? Pawn shop. Oof. A pawn shop. Get it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You, used My comedic <laughs> contribution has been fulfilled. Oh. Thank you very much. I'll you, see you all next hour. Used anal beads. Wow. Yeah, and and yeah. Do you keep using new ones every uh, every tournament, or what do you do? You would hope. Well, you clean it off with isopropyl alcohol, mm-hmm. right? Yes. You know, I uh, I, I got to tell you, you're as competitive as I may or may not be, I've never thought of uh, going this far to cheat at something. I hate cheaters in sports. You know, I'm kind of a purist when it comes to that. When I played uh, pro soccer, there was a guy named Franco Paunessa who was an opponent on the, uh, one of the, I think, the team in Pennsylvania. And as a goalkeeper, you got to go up and you got to catch crosses sometimes. You know, you, you go up in the middle of the goal mouth and you jump up and you grab the ball as it comes across the goal mouth so that another guy can't head it into the goal. So I'm going up for a cross to grab, and my arms are outstretched, and this guy, Franco Paunessa, Grabs my package in the middle of like while I'm up in the air. Really? Yeah. Because they like, really get in there and uh, yeah. It's like <laughs> I land without like, any without any pillow talk or no, anything like that. Nothing. I'm like, are you? Come on. Of course, the refs didn't catch it. How it did like, it feel? Not bad. Was it like a it, soft caress? Yeah. No, no. It was. It was. It was oh, firm. It was a, yeah, it was very Christian gray grab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. firm, yeah. firm yeah. but meaningful. Firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, painful. Yeah, didn't work. <laughs> I caught the ball, you know. <laughs> Painful, but and you caught with... the ball too. Amazing. Yes, well, look at that. Pain... He caught the ball and got his own ball. Painful, yeah. but but mixed with pleasure. And there's right. such a fine line between the two. Yeah. Well, that's what S and M is all about. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it is. Thank mm-hmm. you, Mr. Gray. You're welcome. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Nagel over <laughs> yeah, here. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I, I I'm I've never really been much of an athlete. Yep. I. I I know it's hard to really? imagine. I know it's almost... shut the front I'm door. I'm sure dude. it shocks everybody. Yeah. But I, uh, you know, I never went ahead and and, and cheated. You know, it's like I, I, did I that I can that I can recall. There was no no cameras in the outfield. Uh, Alex Cora wasn't banging in a garbage can. It was none of these things. Yeah, this seems to be a little bit extreme. But you know, when you're playing chess, right? It's you against the other dude. Well, there's there's you know, there's there's no way to cheat. And, and I always thought of the cheater like they know they're cheating in the middle of a major league baseball game or a football game or a chess match. They know they're cheating. How do you win something with the knowledge that you cheated to get there? How does Very easily. Yeah, I guess when there's money involved. Yeah. Right? I don't know. <laughs> and, when you, and when you get caught at it, the, your first instinct is to say, I don't know how that happened. I don't remember doing that. Yeah. It's like, I've, well, remember, I've never taken steroids of any kind. Remember when uh, you know Craig Nettle's bat broke open and it was nothing... <laughs> Yes. Cork all over the place. Cork, yeah. No, it was, it was a cork. It was like like Super Balls or something like that. Like Mercury, little, little rubber balls. Yeah, it was like a bat. bouncy balls. Or yeah, you know, balls all over the all over the field. Mm-hmm. Who was the other guy with the cork though? There, Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa. That's mm-hmm. what it was. But it was actually, cork. cork cork bats were a thing for a, a while. A lot mm-hmm. of guys were using uh, cork bats. Yep. Oh, the ball bounces right off of that puppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you also got a lot more bat speed. To actually, I don't even know if that's really true. No, it is because the the bat w- was hollowed out, and so it became lighter. Yeah, light, more lightweight, and so you can get through the swing zone easier. With but that. the but the risk of having it shatter. Yeah. By a guy who's like really powerful, like mm-hmm. a Sosa. Yep. You know, you run, 
you run a great risk with that. Yep. But yeah, I, I don't know of any like professional athlete who'll say, "Oh, I could win just by having Morse code inside my buttocks." Mm. Sign me up. Sign Please. me up. Who knows? Maybe that's the key to Tom Brady's success at the age of forty-five. I, Maybe he's doing it too. Who knows? I, I, I don't. I don't know. That's a. It's a little bit close to the inflated balls. That's for damn sure. <laughs> It's uh, 721 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. As the days get shorter and the... Our uh, continuing coverage of the death of the Queen here on Rock 102 with back Stephen Dave. Ah. No, uh, they're still very much alive. Well, most of them. Some of them are still very much alive. Some of them aren't as alive as they were used to be. No, that's uh, that's yeah. true. Hey, the Mayflower Marathon is right around the corner, if you can believe that. November 21st. I know it sounds like it's a long ways away, but that is two months from today. Uh, the Mayflower Marathon is a brand new home, and we're hoping to make this year the very best year ever. And thanks to guys like Dave Miner, who are uh, making it happen. Now through October 7th, Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements will match all monetary donations made to the Mayflower Marathon online up to $5,000. It's off to a great start right now, but certainly the Open Pantry could use your help. Visit rock102.com and click on the banner to donate. It's Dave Miner's Mayflower Marathon match from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. All right. All right. Uh, I told you I'd be hurting today. And? Hurting. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're back to your workouts. Yeah, I went, to my, uh, yeah. went back to my trainer yesterday mm. after having not gone for like a month and a half. You doing that CrossFit stuff again? It's not CrossFit. It's CrossFit-esque, if you will. Mm. Like you're there still, are aspects to it. So you're still like uh, swinging the ropes and <sighs> no. jumping on boxes and stuff? No, we had to kind of ease into it yesterday, and uh, easing into it was... You know, a couple of months ago would have probably been no problem for me to do, uh, and now it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta you, once yep. you once you get those once you get those muscles creaking and uh, you know moving around again, man, you can't walk for another week. Mm-hmm. Did Did you feel a single endorphin, or did you just sit there and say, "My God, this sucks"? No, you know what it is. It's like uh, nobody. I, I was we were talking about this yesterday uh, with my trainer. I said, you know, I don't want to do any of this. Like I don't. <laughs> but but yet I pay you money uh, week after week right. uh, to come in here and get tortured because uh, you know you hear all these. Even watching my my own my mother, uh, you know, grow into old age who didn't move at all. Like she didn't get any kind of physical exercise mm-hmm. or or anything like that. And uh, you, you're going to need to move uh, someday. You're sure. going to need to be able to stand up. You should be able to uh, make sure those glute muscles are working for you. Because hmm. yeah. uh, one day, you're going to have big problems if you don't. Yeah. When you stop moving, you stop living. But uh, it's like I try to move one of my butt cheeks. Yep. And it hurts. It's a good so sign. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Careful what else you're moving back there, too. Yeah. You got anal beads in there, too, or not? Uh, no, I don't have any Battle Mountain gumballs inside <laughs> of me, Dave. I was going to say, it's a rather personal thing. Yeah. It's uh, 7.30. We have news next on Rock 102. Here's your three. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. 28-year-old Juan Del Valle has a thing with knives, and he's dangerous. And he was accused of throwing a knife at police officers in Springfield. He's now in custody. And the incident comes five years after his arrest for an even more violent encounter with police. The 28-year-old had been involved back in 2017 in a stabbing of a police officer when he entered police headquarters and shivved an officer right in the abdomen. That officer survived and recovered. Del Valle was charged with armed assault then, in 2017, with intent to murder, but was found criminally not responsible and was 
civilly committed to Bridgewater State Hospital. Well, again, he got out, obviously, because earlier this week, Springfield cops arrested him again for throwing a knife at officers. You know, um, we don't really have a five-day waiting period uh, for knives, Mm -hmm. Mm. but knives do a lot more damage than uh, I think we realize. Yeah, same as jarts, which Bob Marley was talking about. Yeah, but I I don't think anyone uh, uses jarts to commit crimes as often as they used to. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, this guy Del Valle spotted on top of an unmarked cruiser, on top of the cruiser with an eight inch knife in his hand. This happened Monday night. He refused to drop the knife. Officers approached, so they deployed a taser. Police saying the taser didn't have the effect they were hoping for. And Del Valle then sat on the curb and chucked the knife toward the officers who were able to dodge it as it struck into the ground. Yeah, now I don't throw knives at anybody, uh, especially cops, because right. most cops have guns. Yeah, right. And throwing a knife at one would be a, a justification for using the gun against me. It's kind of like a rock, paper, scissors contest where the gun would crush the knife. Uh, pretty sure the gun always wins mm. in rock, papers, or scissors. Yeah. The interesting thing here is this is the kind of thing Mayor Sarno has been talking about with recidivism among criminals. And here's a perfect case of it, where this guy was found to be guilty, but not criminally guilty back in 2017. Yeah, he complains about that a lot, but you got to change the laws. That's that's what this is all about. I mean, I I understand his frustration, Mm -hmm. but... you know, these are things that your uh, your lawmakers are the ones that that change the rules and keeping these folks off the street. Right. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree that it doesn't make any sense that a guy that cut a cop with a shiv should be out on the streets after being convicted. Right. I mean, 2017 was a long time ago, but not that long ago. Obviously not. Still doing bad stuff. The cops in Westfield are asking for help, identifying two people seen in home surveillance video. Investigators said on social media they believe the suspects may be responsible for multiple multiple thefts and vandalisms motivated by bias. So the home surveillance video showed these people absconding with pride flags right off of people's front porches. There are pictures, freeze-frame pictures. You can go see them if you want, and if you have any information... You can help the Westfield police, the story running on westernmassnews.com. Are they stealing pride flags because they want to display them on their own property? Yeah, but, yeah, maybe they have no idea what the significance of the colorful flags would be, and they're just, hey, that's a colorful flag. I'd like to have that on my property. Yeah, I mean, I'm asking because you wonder if uh, if they want to use them for their, for their own purposes or whether they just don't think that people should be proud of certain things. Right. I, I don't see why they wouldn't be proud of it. I mean, for God's sake, you are who you are. Exactly. Hey, we talk a lot about the Big E and the foods, and Steve tried some of them when he went there over the weekend. Did you try the new pickle beers? No, I only had the tater tots. Okay. And a really dry steak sandwich for $15. Mm. Well, maybe you could have used some of the pickle beer to wash it down. There's two different pickle beers at the Big E this year. You know, nothing against it, but I I don't think I would enjoy the pickle beer. I don't know about you guys. Why not? Because I don't really like the idea of pickle juice mixed in with my beer ever have like a like a pickleback no what's that it's a drink with pickle juice i don't think i'd like i don't think i'd like it 
you ever have an old Pabst Blue Ribbon from a tap at a dive bar that uh, tastes like vinegar right I on the top? I certainly have. That's like a pickle beer. Exactly. <laughs> I see what you mean. Listen, I've had worse uh, things to drink mm-hmm. than this. I mean, I, you know, I've had, uh, I've had, uh, I've had soda that tasted like salmon. I mean, uh, I know it wasn't it wasn't a good experience. That was that on purpose? It was salmon flavored soda, or did it go yeah, bad? Jones Cola, uh, many yeah. years ago, yeah, put I remember. together a Thanksgiving uh, collection of of soda, and so there was like mashed potatoes and gravy. Mm-hmm. There was salmon, which I I've never mm-hmm. had salmon during Thanksgiving, and then there was like a turkey, and oh. every single one of them was absolutely uh, disgusting. Yeah. But the salmon one took the cake. Mm-hmm. When I went to that Coca Cola factory in uh, Atlanta. You know the big, uh, it's a big museum and all that sure. stuff. And at the end, they give you as much soda as you want to. Right, they give you diabetes on the way out. Yep. And one of them was this Japanese. It, they they give you. You can taste all the flavors that Coca Cola makes throughout the entire world. Mm-hmm. And there were was, some of them were good. There was like a Fanta lemon, which was I don't even know why they don't they don't produce that here. That was like a European thing. Yeah, you said like, it was delicious. Yeah, it was delicious. I'm like, this would be a great mixer for a, for like booze or whatever because it's got that citrusy flavor to it. But then there was this Japanese one that had like a fish flavor to it. It was absolutely disgusting. Mm. But, you know, that's just different cultures right. like different things. So, yeah. I mean, uh, if you're used to drinking that, I guess you would find it deficious. If you know ah, what I'm saying. Oh, there you go. Uh, but as an American who uh, would prefer the type 2 diabetes... I prefer the sugary Coke. Sure. Yeah, me too. There are lots of people, though, that uh, that love drinking the pickle juice. I guess. And, well, know, they make those shots, uh, the picklebacks at that's the bar. That's yeah. what I said. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. talking about that. Yeah. yeah. I just, uh, I'm sorry. I was in the Bahamas for a second. Um, but um, <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, you're welcome. When, and, uh, when do you come back? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's been a long journey. Uh, but yeah, like uh, the, the whole uh, craze, it's just like anything. We, we went through the bacon craze. Now we're going through the pickle craze because guess, there's yeah. dill pickle pizza that they're selling at the uh, Big E as well. That's yeah, like one yeah. of these featured items. Well, you yeah. like fried pickles? I like fried pickles. Depends on who makes them. Yeah. Like 7B's out in Westville. They got a great set of fried pickles. Well, they got Chef Jeff in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's doing some extra special pickle stuff to it. I bet he um, is. But, uh, but you know, then you go to like a, a you know a chain restaurant that sells them. They're not that great. Mm-hmm. It, you got to get the, the good stuff, the good homemade ones. Uh, the two pickle beers at the Big E include the Dill With It Pickle Ale, right. which is billed as being dilly and chili by the brewery, and the Pickle Juice Sour Ale, mm. which is a concoction made by the Connecticut Valley Brewing Company. And they're both described as being summer beers. By the way, the pickle juice for that second one comes from the legendary Rain's Deli in Vernon. That New York-style joint outside of Hartford that stars go to all the time, I guess, when they're in town. Oh, yeah. So I guess worth trying. So here's an article that will interest you from MassLive.com. And part of the headline reads, you should be paying attention to fly vomit more. Why? Because... That's what they're doing on our food. When they land there briefly, they're vomiting on the food. Mm. This is according to an entomology professor at UMass Amherst Stockbridge School of Agriculture, John Stafalano, who the folks from MassLive.com interviewed. He's been researching this whole thing yeah. since he was a graduate student back in the 1960s. So uh, I don't know how much you know about uh, flies. I'm sure you've raised a few of over the years, mm-hmm. but... Uh, but uh, you know, when when a when a fly eats, it 
throws up all, all yes. over its food, yes. and then it uh, it devours it. Yes. You know, I, I when it, when a, when a fly is flying around my steak, I don't give them much opportunity to land. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know how fast it takes for a fly to, you know relieve itself all over my food mm. but yeah right. gross just be careful i mean if you see flies buzzing around your food you know you're kind of waving them away if they're there long enough they're vomiting on that food and you probably shouldn't eat it again according to the expert john staffolano from you i think we should get this guy on sounds like fat. i think we do a whole bug centric segment with this guy i, I would be fascinated Gonna shoot us to number one in the ratings, Dave. Yes, that's what I'm trying. Number one. Yes, yeah. Let's get we the fly vomit guy I don't, on. Uh, yeah, every time I've ever heard of a radio show talking about insect vomit, you yeah. can you can hear the people saying what, and they turn on the radio, and then they can't. Uh, they're like glued to the device. They can't I, peel themselves you know, away. That, that was the rest of the story. Paul Harvey never finished. He go. was talking about uh, hey, you'll never believe what goes on your steak, and then he dies, and we never heard the rest of the story. Right. Page five. <laughs> Flies are puking on your lunch. Now we'll get to the rest of the story. Hey, it could be as riveting as an entire segment about uh, your attire that you're planning for the Brad Broadcasters Hall of Fame in Massachusetts, which we covered yesterday. Hey, you know, I'm that's, just saying, that's important stuff. I know. I know. That's why I said. And if that's important, then this would be All important. Right, but we, it was more than just about the, uh, you know, what I was going to wear. It was also about, uh, you know, Steve had a problem with me mm-hmm. getting a hotel room. Yeah, that's true. Which I, you know, considering the protests along uh, the highways in Boston uh, today, mm-hmm. I think I'm making a very, very good yeah. decision. Public worried, service announcement. You're worried about the slug vomit from all the salespeople joining us at the Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony tomorrow. <laughs> that's that's why I got plenty of plexiglass oh, yeah. around me. Mm-hmm. It's 744 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up in Now Hear This, a quiz for you guys, and it's an audio quiz. Stay tuned. It's coming up on Rock 102. Pro contractors depend on pro... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 751... And Ozzy with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 76. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 68. It's 57 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, the daily podcast of the Back Stephen Dave Show goes up every single weekday right after uh, 10 o'clock on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast. My guest this week, legendary Ja Wobble from Public Image Limited. Really cool conversation. We talk about all kinds of things, the Sex Pistols, Sid Vicious, public image and a whole hell of a lot more including some of his brand new uh, music which is available now so check that out on rock 102.com 752 now hear this now hear this it's just the normal noises in here you hear me you're only hearing what you want to hear now hear this on rock 102 with back steve and dave in the morning clip number one from utah where a gray-haired Senate candidate is wrapping out her campaign message. Here's Linda Paulson. Hey, Utah District 12, listen up right here. There's a new name on the ballot for the Senate this year. District 12 needs a choice. Let me be your voice, Linda Paulson. Linda Paulson for Senate. There you go. That's just a portion of it. I edited it down, thank God, right? It was like two minutes long. Well, that's a uh, that's better than uh, who was the Rhode Island uh, politician that was twerking on the beach? Oh yeah, Tiara Mack, mm-hmm. uh, state senator, uh, was twerking on a beach. I remember that? Uh, I'd almost rather hear that bad rap than watch that. Mm. Well, good luck to Linda Paulson. 
I, I don't know how Linda Paulson and the Tea Bag Boys. Yeah, I don't know how that goes over in <laughs> in Utah, but uh, good luck to her. Pretty, it's a very funky state. Very, very funky. I guess it's a broad interpretation of that word. Yep, perhaps we should do a rap uh, act. You and me. Yeah, the three pud- of us. Pudgy and fat bastard. I like it. Yeah, right. I like that. I like it. Yeah. Well, there is a rapper coming to Worcester, a former NFL star. We'll get to that in the 102 second sports in just a few. I got it. I got it. What? I got it. What? I got yep, it. Yep, yep. I got it. What? Baxaroni and cheese. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Or Baxaroni and, and Steve. Steve. Yeah, yeah, you can do that go. too. Yeah. All right. I'll go see that. Steve was talking about the Hollywood trash. Uh, Maroon 5's Adam Levine having an affair with an Instagram model named Summer Stroh. Here she is. I was under the impression that their marriage was over. And that's why I feel exploited, because he knew I believed everything that he said. In retrospect, I wish I would have questioned things more. I wish I wasn't so naive. I'm not the one who's really getting hurt here. It's Beati and her children. And for that, I'm so, so sorry. Summer Stroh referring to Adam Levine's wife getting hurt in this whole thing. I believe it's Sumner. Oh, Sumner? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, either way, uh, it's Adam Levine. Yeah. Of course he's going to be, uh, you know, banging chicks left and right. Well, but he didn't. Why, why, he didn't bang her. He said it was. It wasn't. There wasn't that. It didn't get to that level. He says. Yeah. Well. Well. Mm. Either way. I mean, mm. uh, you know, uh, he's a rock star. <laughs> She's an OnlyFans model too. Yeah. Uh, and you know those those girls play hard to get. Well, uh, like she said, she didn't. She wasn't the one that brought this to the public. Somebody else uh, did it for her. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, now other women are coming forward saying, "Oh, he was flirtatious with me too." Uh, How did he get your number? Well, on Instagram or uh, OnlyFans, there's probably a way for you to contact whoever. Yeah, but I'm saying he uh, there there was like text messages back and forth. There wasn't DMs in in Insta. Look at me talking all youthful and stuff. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, there was (laughs) like you have some sneaking into my DMs. This guy. A little audio quiz for you here with a few clips coming your way. A true. Neither. False. <sighs> Identify this tune. Off we go into the wild blue yonder, finding hide into the sun. Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Uh, Sweet Leaf by Black Sabbath. No. And it got it of you. No. That's, of course, the Air Force theme. I was going to say Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner by Iron Maiden, but I guess, you can guess, I guess I'm wrong. Next clip. Anyone? Hellbent for Leather by Judas Priest. Close. And he got it of you. <laughs> Just keeps guessing it, Steve. Sooner or later, it's going to be right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, that, of course, was the theme for the U.S. Navy. Okay. I bring it all up because now Space Force. Remember that thing? Yes. They've got their own anthem. This is for real, just like the other two I played you. And they released it just yesterday. Here's the anthem for the United States Space Force. <laughs> Ten seconds left. Right, I know it. I know it. I know the song. Yes. Caught in a mosh by Anthrax. No. Jesus. What breathe. are the lyrics? Do you have those or no? I. They're on YouTube. If you look at YouTube, mm. it's, there's a 43 second release on YouTube, and it 
gives you the bouncing ball lyrics as it goes along there. Here's no, the finish. I don't sing along. With Here's the finish of it. The real anthem for the United States Space Force. Uh, Am I Evil by Metallica. No. Damn. So close. I know. And I got a DeVito. Yep. (laughs) Neither correct. (laughs) Try next time. 757 with back Steve and Dave. The one. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Rush. We're back, Stephen Dave, on Rock 102. You're going to have good weather today. Not so good tomorrow. An 80 to 90% chance of rain for tomorrow. And temperatures only reaching the upper 60s tomorrow. But for today, enjoy it. Mid-70s. I'm coughing on dust. You're coughing on dust? Yeah, I just pulled this old bit out of the uh, closet down the street. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What's a bit? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's something. All right, here we go. And Hello. now, live from the Kim Kardashian Studios in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, it's Open, Open Live Wednesday! Wednesday. Yeah. Meow, 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 meow. All right, 293-1021. Open Line Wednesday. Keep your hate, spe- hate speech and your profanities on some other show. Not here. Unless I won't tolerate aimed, it. Unless it's aimed at me. Even like, if it's aimed at anybody, I don't want to have any of it. Let's just have a nice time. With you keep your filth to yourself. All right. Again, 293-1021. The lines are wide open. Wow. Any topic. So far, so, so far, good. So yeah. good. Yeah, so far, really so good. Are ringing off oh, the they're coming. Don't you worry. Oh, yeah. They're Don't you worry. Here. 100% chance of you getting on the air. Wow. 110% at this point. But you got you got to pick up the phone in order to do that. Well, it takes them a couple of seconds to maybe you know, get their I, thoughts I've together. Noticed a lot of people's listening habits are listening, uh, you know, to the podcast later in the day. Sure. So maybe uh, people are just like, oh, I'm not going to call in now. I'll wait to hear myself later on tonight at 6 p.m. <laughs> well, and then they realize, oh, I can't do that. I, I, I can't call into a previously recorded podcast. Yeah. That doesn't seem right. Not, there you go. There's a call. Here oh, we, hey, man. There we go. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, this is Jay from South Hadley. Hey, Jay. What's up? Hey, just trying to see what it takes to get Dave fired. Hmm. Hey, the the management can hear this right now. Well, I mean, I think it would take probably something pretty spectacular. Yeah. Still not. The day's still young, though. Yeah. I mean, we got a chance, right? Sure. <laughs> of course you do. He can go to he can go to some country station, like some like shaggy haired. You know, he's working in like I don't know at a pot place or some shit. All right, yeah, there, all right. Remember there what you I said go. About you not using profanity. That's what we said. That's what I was talking about. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? It's Bruno. Hey, Bruno, how are you? Hey, good. I'm glad Open Line came back. That was uh, it was a long, dry spell there. By the hey, way, happy uh, happy birthday, it? by the way. Well, well, thank you very much, Mr. Bax. I appreciate no, that. Not wow. a problem, Bruno. Not a problem. Yeah. That's not the head wound guy, right? No, oh, different, oh. different guy. Anyway. There's staples in here, but anyway. <laughs> Some kind of metal up there. <laughs> There's five staples in here right now. <laughs> anyway, what did the little boy get? Uh, what did the little boy with no hands get for his birthday? Uh-oh. What? Don't know. He couldn't open the present. Because he had no hands. Gotcha. Right. I see. You know, you know I'm going to comedy remedy this joke for you? <laughs> what did the Do kid with no want. Yeah, what did the kid with no hands get for Christmas? I don't know. Gloves. 
There you go. Another good oh, punchline. No, no, no. There you go. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. He hasn't even opened the present. Yet. Hey, there, there, right. there you go. All right, Bruno. I'm glad, glad to see open line back. All right, thanks for calling. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Vince the Plumber. Hey, hey Vince. Vince. How are you? I'm good, guys. How are you guys doing today? Okay. Terrific. What's on your mind? No, nothing much. Nothing much. I heard I was over at Cumbies getting a good cup of coffee over there, seeing my buddy Bob, the manager, and I heard you guys were doing open line mic. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to call you guys. I haven't called in a while. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you're. I'm, I mean, I'm glad you picked up the phone. Me too, bro. Me too. You know, I'm. I'm just. You know, it's saddened that uh, uh, John uh, John's not there anymore because him and I used to talk plumbing and stuff. You know. Oh yeah, yeah remember the good really, old days of yeah, you talking he, plumbing with John O'Brien? Yeah, because he really knew what you were talking about. Mm. He had no clue. Yeah, right, it right, was right. awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. I, I was the manager <laughs> of a plumbing department in a hardware store when I was a kid. You know, I was say, a teenager. No way. But way, way, in, when I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, for years 10 through 15 or you're, 16 or something like that. So you're, we're, you're so mysterious. You're like from everywhere, but mm. you're from nowhere. Yeah. 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 That, exactly. It's a, it's a gift. Exactly. It's a gift. And by the way, I knew, <laughs> I, I, I knew nothing about plumbing. Nothing, and I got. No, I no. Got, Usually, the ones that work in those departments yep. don't know diddly about diddly. I, I did. Go. I talked my way into that job, just it, like I did the valet parking job, where I couldn't ride drive the stick shift. Except for the folks at Rocky's Ace Hardware, and mm-hmm. I'll, and it, this isn't just a shameless plug. Oh yes, uh, Rocky's Ace Hardware, my, awesome. My brother in East Long Meadow. My, yes. bro- my brother came and helped me with a plumbing project years ago at my old house, and uh, we went to the Home Depot, uh, and the guy was like, "Well, I just use one of these. It's one of these clip-on things where you." Click the two pipes together and you don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And my brother was like this old school guy. He was like, I want to solder the thing together. I want to, you know, use that torch and melt yeah, metal yeah. against it. And uh, we went over to Rocky's Ace Hardware and uh, I don't know what the guy's name was. Uh, I know you're a first name basis with a lot of these folks. Sure. This was years ago, so I don't remember the man's name, but he was uh, very helpful and he helped me out with well, all that's that. That's because you stuff. probably talked to Bill. Bill knows a thing or two about the soldering irons. Good people, rock solid oh, service good at on every Rocky's Bill Ace at the Hardware. Westfield Rocky's. All right. Thanks, Vince. Appreciate it. Later, guys. Bye. All right. Cha-ching. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Uh, good morning. It's Jordan over in Holyoke. What's, what's up, Jordan? Jordan? Hey, how you boys doing today? Yeah, okay. what's up? Uh, just wondering, Nagel, you have any luck selling that awesome deal of a pool? I did. Wow. I got rid of it yesterday. Wow. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody bought it. And, uh, well, I mean, I'm giving it to them for free, but they're buying the filter and all that stuff. So there you go. Really? Did they take it away yet? Uh, no, not yet, but, uh, we're waiting. Uh, there's some things in the works, but uh, it'll be, it'll happen. Nice. Right? Yeah. See, you just be, tr- you just be truthful and tell people how much they're going to spend each year. And they'll be like, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. Uh, Nice and hello, Bax and Sloppy Nuts. A good hello to you. Oh, thank right. you, thank, you, thank you very much. Wow. Appreciate it, Jordan. Right. Is that, right. that a vote of confidence? Unlike the other guy who wants to have me fired. No. I guess. All right, good. Uh, Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Is this? Hey guys, this is Dan from Connecticut. How are you? Good, Dan. What's up? So we're doing all these throwbacks. We got Dad Joke Dave back. We got Open Line back, which I'm thrilled about. What about the uh, anti joke guy? That was good. I, I'm sorry. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> You never know. Maybe well, like maybe Louie will make a make a comeback mm, one day. You never know. That would be fantastic. Keep it up, guys. All right. Thank All right, you. Thanks. All right. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Jay. Hey, Jay. Hey, what's Jay. up? 
Not much. I just wanted to give a shout-out to my mom. Big 75. Happy birthday, Mom. Ah, nice. Very nice. Yeah. 75. Man, who would have thought? Ah, exactly. Living large. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My mom will be 80 tomorrow. 81 tomorrow. Really? Awesome. Yeah. Early shout-out awesome. to, to Lynn. All right. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Deidre from Enfield. Hi, Deidre. What's up? Hi, I just want to let y'all know that I love y'all so much, and y'all are amazing. I listen to y'all every morning, and I don't know why everybody's got to be so mean to Dave. I love him. Are you, are you from South Windsor? <laughs> no, I'm from, originally from Tennessee. Oh, because oh, we, we... Oh, South, I got Because we okay. heard, the, we heard yeah. the South Windsor accent there, because you use the word y'all a lot. Yes, I do. That's okay. Well, thank you very much for calling. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock 102. Uh, there we have it. Okay. 293-1021. The, uh, the phones are now wide open, including some of you impatient little uh, little suckers that couldn't wait to just a half a... There we go. Now we're talking. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is Big Bob on the job, baby. <laughs> How's it going? Good, right. Big What's Bob. What's up? I haven't been on this radio show for over two. I've been living on an island for two years. So much has changed. You guys take the old man out. It's it's, it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> we didn't take anybody out. We didn't do any well, of that stuff. Anyway, well, thank you. Uh, what's what's on your mind today? Hey, hey, hey! What's the difference between a pocket piddler and a uh, peeping tom? I don't know. What's I don't know what. Oh, oh there damn! You go. That's that's too bad. I was really well, waiting for that punchline. Uh, you know, I know the punchline. What yeah. is it? One uh, one snatches watches. Okay, the other. There, there yeah. you go. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Rock one hundred and two. Good morning. Who's this? Mike. What's yes. Up? What's up? I was just calling. Wish you guys uh, have a good time tomorrow. Stay safe. And you know, Godspeed. Have a good time. Thank, All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Cheers. Yeah, take care, guys. Yeah. Watch right. it. Listen to you every day. Thank right. you very much, All Mike. Right. All right. Yeah, we're taking the uh, the day off today, uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we should we could take it off today, too. Best of tomorrow. Uh, Rock 102, good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Paul from Connecticut. Love you guys. Back. Congratulations, Shootos. You're awesome. Thank People you. should leave Dave alone. Dave is great. Quick question. The guy that does the commercials now for you guys, uh, like the coffee, is he the guy, the actor who plays Doctor Octopus in Spider Man? His voice sounds really sane. Have you guys seen the Spider Man movies? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But who I don't. Is that guy? Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure of who you're talking about. But I know who he's talking about. I can't think of the actor's name. Right. Uh, Molina, Vic, uh, something Molina, right? Alfred Molina. Right. The wait is that, is that him? Yes, you know? could be him. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Guys. I keep up the great work. Love you guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll take. Uh, we'll take one more here. Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. This is Hawkman. Oh, it's the Hawkman. The Hawkman. Okay, Hawkman. What's What's, up? What's going on in the Ware's nest, uh, the Hawkman's nest? Yeah, it's pretty quiet right now. I just wanted to call you guys to let you know my new name. It's Hawkman out in the Ware. Okay, Hawkman. (laughs) All right. Very cool. Congratulations, and you should spend spend the night in Boston, and don't ever go to a Red Sox game, because... They suck. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was going to thank you for that birthday card you sent me, but now I'm going to have a. I'm going to think twice about that. 
I'll send another one with the $100 bill if you throw that away. <laughs> the hell you will. I'll return that $100 bill right back to you. No, send it to, I'll send that one to Jenny then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> she won't take it either. I'll take it. Thanks for the call, Hawkman. All right, love you guys. I love you too. All right, very good. Well, that's a very successful Open Line Wednesday. I would say, uh, you know, when we don't have anything to talk about, let the people talk about it themselves. (laughs) Love it. It's it's the easy way out of everything. It's 823. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Rock 102. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at rock102.com. It's your call football. Weekly winners win a $50 gift certificate to Geo's Pizzeria in Hamden. Hamden, pizza the way you like it. And the overall season winner gets a $500 cash card courtesy of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. Check your stats, go with your gut, and play Rock 102's Pro Pick Pool, brought to you by Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Now, uh, there's a bunch of, there's a few people at the station that are participating in this. Mm-hmm. Right now, uh, Coombs over here, Sloppy Nuts, mm-hmm. Hornblower, is, uh, is leading the pack with 20 correct picks. Damn it, I got three. You got three? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, but you missed the first week, though. Yeah, but I still would have probably only had four. (laughs) Me and Pat Kelly are tied at 16. Okay. And then uh, Sandy, uh, who's on at night here at Rock 102, she's got five. She actually knows a little bit more about football than she's leading on. She's a good sports fan. She knows she's a big baseball fan, but I, you know. I I saw her in the hallway. Yeah, the other day. did you? Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. Have a conversation? Did you say hi? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I said hi. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, did she say hi back or not? She said, uh, I just flew in from Milwaukee, and boy, are my arms tired. Hmm. She did that whole bit. <laughs> she does She's bits. funny. She's she funny. Yeah. yeah. I've known her forever. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, those are our picks, and you can uh, check out your picks on ProPicksFool and Rock102.com. You know, I was going to pick against the Patriots, against the Steelers, but I decided to change my pick because of the information we got from that Steelers insider yep. who was talking about how T.J. Watt was going to be missing mm-hmm. and the Patriots were going to take advantage of the right side of the lineup there, and they did with the running attack. So hey, I, I, sometimes you get valuable info from these we guys. We should make this a weekly thing where we have sportscasters from other teams on and then uh, make our picks based off that. Huh? I think we've already started doing that. Mm. We have. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we talked to someone from you know Miami and uh, who else was it? Oh, uh, Steelers and the Steelers. Yeah, and yeah. then and then I, I think we're even I think we're I think we're going to talk to uh, Cadre Ismail, the former Syracuse University star, who then won a Super Bowl as a wide receiver with the Ravens and is now part of the Baltimore broadcast team. I think we're going to have him on later this week. You as know well. what we should do though? We should have sportscasters from other bro- uh, other teams come on the show and then we can make our picks based off that. Okay. Yeah, yeah we that's should, a good idea. It's totally different than the suggestion you made just 10 but, seconds but ago. We could also talk to sportscasters from other teams <laughs> and then make our picks that way based on that. It's the gu- it's, it's the gummies well, kicking I in. was saying it because it worked for him. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He was right. saying we had yeah. an, an yeah. analysis on uh, you know that's that's how you do it. Well, you know what I'd rather do? I'd rather talk to broadcasters from other teams. Oh, that way you can make that picks. That's yeah. the way to go. I'd rather do that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and and <laughs> and by the way, these are also fun because you can tell them jokes that they can use on the broadcast, which you've been doing. Yeah. You know. You know, I should tell the same jokes. Yes. For both broadcasters. There you go. But you switch. Uh, do the t- interchangeable yeah. teams. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Great idea. Because they're all the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know what would really be refreshing, though, if we talked to sportscasters from other teams okay. so we could make our analysis and our picks better. Yeah, It's 829. News is next to Rock 102. 832. We're back, Stephen Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car, whether you're traded or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Earlier, we told you about the planned protest in Boston. 
from something called Extinction Rebellion. They see themselves as a group that protests against fossil fuels. And they were going to be protesting in downtown Boston starting at 7 a.m. this morning. They were going to include a giant sun puppet, colorful banners and flags. Well, according to MassLive.com, an update here, Boston climate protesters in custody after making a plan to block 93 in Boston. Ah, nuts. You're going to have to go do it somewhere else. So close. According to the story in MassLive.com, with advocates for action on climate change vowing to block the traffic this morning in Boston, police said they took a small group of protesters into custody as they attempted to walk onto the interstate just after daybreak this morning. They were detained on the ramp from Leverett Circle in Boston's West End, according to the Mass State Police. They were monitoring the protest activity, and so they acted quickly to lock up some of the members of Extinction Rebellion. Uh, you know what? I think this is probably for the best. There's nothing worse than being stuck in traffic because some jerk wants to protest something. You know, who, who's got mm-hmm. who's got that kind of time? Well, and if you're going to protest something, maybe you could do it on your own lawn, and that way you wouldn't get arrested. That's what's happening in East Longmeadow right now. Signs on lawns reading, Stop the Warehouse. Apparently, because of the defunct package machinery plant at 330 Chestnut Street in East Longmeadow being planned as the site of a new controversial proposed warehouse project. So these signs are cropping up all over lawns in East Longmeadow. Warehouse. Their house. Townsfolks had learned the details of the proposed, get this, it's pretty big, 562,860 foot square foot project. Well, you know what? Uh, this property, so this is the old, so 329 Chestnut is the old uh, Milton Bradley. Ah. And that has been empty and vacant for years. Because, you know, they built that other facility down mm-hmm. the road. Yep. And then you know, Cardamundi came, and, uh, you know, now they're, you know, it was Hasbro and then Cardamundi. Well, that old building has stood there for I don't know. Ten years? Oh, maybe even longer than that. Okay. And uh, it's a blighted eyesore. So the idea of the, someone coming in and doing something with it, listen, I, I know you don't want a, a warehouse or certain things, but what do you really want? You want something that's going to be good for the town, or do you want something there that's, you know, a, a blighted eyesore on Chestnut Street? Right. And good point, Bax. When it was the Milton Bradley plant... Or offices? Were people complaining about that? Well, um, no. no. Right, no. that's my point. But you're across the street from, well, that's across the street from American Saw, right? Yeah. All right, well, if I was American Saw, I'd say let's let's knock that sucker down and Wait, do something with uh, it. Is it, though? Is that the one? Am I, am I, maybe I'm getting it wrong. I think it's... Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm getting. I'm thinking I'm getting it wrong. Hey, but, if, if you're going to choose between commerce and activity, which may bring a little more traffic with it, yeah, and inactivity and nothingness, I would choose the former. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a gross building. Well, hopefully improvements on the way, and we'll see what happens with that property at 330 Chestnut Street in East Longmeadow. Now, there's another. No, prop- that is that is across the street. Okay. It is across. It the is. Street. Yes, I thought uh, American Sun was on a different street. No, anyway, it's Chestnut. There's another property in Pittsfield. And for you homeowners... Homeowners is what? Hmm? I believe it's pronounced Pissfield, but that's okay. (laughs) Sorry. You're right. So in that town, I won't say it. I'll just go with your pronunciation. Uh, They're actually taking a foreclosure and offering it up in a lottery for a first-time homebuyer at a reduced price. 
21 Eleanor Road. You can go check it out on your computers there. It's a single-family home sitting on 0.29 acres of a lot. It's a 1,500-square-foot home with three bedrooms and two full bathrooms. So much room for activities. Right. The property was acquired by the city of... What was it again? Pissfield. Thank you. Through tax title foreclosure. And there's going to be a lottery for that. So you can get involved and win the lottery and then purchase this property at a reduced price. Do they have a uh, estimated retail value of this domicile? Uh, estimate. It's being appraised at, good question, $264,100. But <sighs> the buyer's interested in purchasing the home for a reduced price of 200000 That's 64000 off. Yeah. You can apply to be entered into this lottery through the city's purchasing department. You know, here's something uh, weird. I, uh, I do not see a, uh, a street view of I the do. street. Uh, I see 21 Eleanor Road. That's it. That's it. Oh, that's that's the property. But I don't I see it. said 24. You you can by the way, you can go on to 22 News. They're running the story right now with the full uh helicopter shot. Well, I have I have the uh, 21 Eleanor uh, street you view. You do. Uh, it's a box house. It's like a square house. Little wow. box. You got to really 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 want to live in Pittsfield. Yeah, the uh, street view probably has the cars of the people that lived there before they were foreclosed on. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> you probably know exactly what kind of crap boxes they were driving in before there. They went belly up. A long time ago, these were grabbed. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you have that Google car driving mm-hmm. by the house. Yep. They were there. That This was, this might have been the day before the bank foreclosed on them. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, it, see, wouldn't it be more, uh, you know, hey, this is what happened here. By the Google car driving by there and picking the moving company, moving all the people's stuff out onto the front lawn. Yeah. 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 That would have been better. They don't really update the street views all that much, uh, the, uh, the, right. the Google Maps yeah. street views. Because if you, uh, I once plugged in my old address, my old uh, pre-divorce address. Mm-hmm. My car is still in that driveway. Is that <laughs> yeah, my old car is still in that driveway. On, on Google Earth, you can do the timeline thing from all the times that they've, that they've oh, taken that's pretty pictures cool. of it. I'll get it. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, they got the timeline. You can go back in time. No kidding. And they have like the original map from like, I think it was like early 2000 where it was just black and white GPS mm-hmm. maps. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize you could do that. If you want to get into the lottery for this home in Pittsfield. And who doesn't? You can email purchasing at cityofpittsfield.org or visit room 102 of City Hall. And you need to have all of the following. The ability to secure a mortgage, to meet the established income guidelines, to occupy the property as your primary residence, so you can't buy this as some sort of rental property, complete a homebuyer counseling class before purchase, and you must submit the application before November 21st. Oh, that's it. I'm out. All right. And if you're mailing packages coming up soon for the holidays, or maybe you've got a birthday, and somebody just... Shout out a happy birthday to their mom a few moments ago on an open line Wednesday. Yeah, yes. that guy. And then you uh, shouted out your mom, whose yeah. uh, birthday is tomorrow. Which was very opportunistic old. of you. It was. I, you know, I, I use the airwaves as much as I possibly can. So there's going to be a shortage of delivery employees in the U.S. Postal Service. And they're saying that that will cause a problem with deliveries. So expect delays. So, in other words, if you're sending something to... Someplace, yeah, but the other pe- story on twenty two this morning said they had this new machine that was going to help out with uh, sorting all those packages, and we weren't going to have any problems. I didn't see that one. So what was the de- what was the gist with that? That that, that, uh, that 
that there, that was going to speed up the process a little more, whereas they're saying here that it's going to be slowed down. Uh, hmm. well, I just saw this. Huh. Uh, here, let's see if we can yeah. find it. Uh, yeah, yeah Spring, uh, Springfield uh, Post Office uh, installs new package shorter to meet holiday demand. Huh. The well, Springfield U.S. Postal Service is making adjustments for consumers to receive their packages quicker. The uh, post office has installed 137 new package sorting machines across the country to meet the holiday season demand. Hmm. Well, maybe that's to defray the other problems that they're having with the delivery issues because of supply chain issues and employment issues. Well, it's a 10-year plan they're on to right. achieve financial stability. Weren't they on a 20-year plan 30 years ago? <laughs> it all adds they're, up. They're behind 10 years some in one way or another. Hey, congrats to Scott Berner. He's got a new Guinness World Record for driving backwards. He did it at a Kentucky racetrack when he drove his Corvette in reverse for a mile. He did it in 75 seconds. That doesn't sound all that hard. It probably is, but it doesn't sound that difficult. It's the Guinness record for the fastest mile driven in reverse. Really? He's got his own YouTube channel. That's called Always in Reverse. Features him testing out the reverse driving capabilities of various vehicles. Hmm. So, Why? I'll go look at that for a while, I think. Why would you do that? Well, I don't know. I think you you want your vehicle to be able to back up. You want that quality, I guess. Well, how many people, though, are backing up so violently right. that I can think of a you police. would need to have a video? Yeah, I can think of police it. and the people they're chasing. That would be Yeah, but even the, poli- even the police uh, tend to do those uh, those uh, pivot turns. With yeah. The, yeah, right. They call, what they call them? Suicide knobs on the wheels? Oh, yeah, yeah. Spin the, spin the car around? You know, the best reverse driving I ever saw was uh, Al, P- Al Powell in uh, Die Hard. Okay. He did yep. some really good reverse driving in that movie when he had to get away from the Nakatomi Plaza in a hurry. Remember? Next time yeah. we get Mike Quincy on the on the phone, let's ask about uh, what kind of testing they do about like, uh, reverse speeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how fast can you go in yeah. reverse? Obviously, I'd like to know. 70, uh, well, yeah, but well, not every car can do that, right? Yeah. Well, uh, good point. This was a Corvette. I guess it's all dependent on how how it's geared. If it's a low gear, mm-hmm. then you might uh, have a little more uh, jackrabbit start to mm-hmm. your uh, reverse. Yeah, but you're still going in reverse. There's only one. There's only there's only one. Mm-hmm. You know, one shift that goes reverse. And as long as we're on Guinness World Records, congrats to Nathan Crimp. He's got the record for the most pubs visited in 24 hours. He visited 67 pubs in Brighton, England, in the space of 17 hours, and had a drink at each pub. But Guinness required him to also collect evidence, like receipts and signatures of witnesses. He had 67 drinks? In 17 hours at 67 different pubs, yes. And they're like, uh, is that vomit on your shirt? And he's like, no, there was a lot of flies in that one bar. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 67 drinks in 17 hours. Mm-hmm. That's that, like uh, 3.9 drinks per hour. Well, that's not bad. I don't know. That's if a good clip. You yeah. say steadily drunk for well, that long. Doesn't say whether he had the whole thing. I don't know if it, if the rules say that you got to have the whole thing or not. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe he doesn't. That's a lot of booze. Yeah. It's 8:43 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. Leah Toto Wilbraham is the area's Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 8:50 and Foreigner on Rock 102. Hey, it's going to be pretty nice today. Enjoy it while you can cuz tomorrow very good chance of some rain. Some of it could be heavy. And temperatures dipping into the high 60s tomorrow, but today, mid-70s. Uh, tomorrow is going to be a uh, best of back, Steve and Dave, uh, because uh, I'll be in Boston. Actually, we'll all 
be in Boston. You guys will be in Boston to uh, gaze upon me and the eight other people being enshrined to the Hall of Fame. So that's that. Uh, that's that's tomorrow. So uh, you know, thanks to the people that called and uh, and congratulated. That was uh, that was very nice. Yeah, I was at a function last night, and a bunch of people were congratulating me too. So it's yeah, it's it's a nice honor. It's really it's uh, really very cool. You're walking around like you're the king. You're the king of uh, Springfield media. Uh, I don't. You're the prince. I don't think that's that's true. Not while Barry Krieger still breathes breath every single day. You're the Prince Albert who takes it in the can. No, nope, I do not uh, take it in the can, nor have anything to do with Prince Albert. But you never know. As long as there's a Barry Krieger out there, I may take second fiddle. <laughs> Barry Krieger ain't never going to get that <laughs> award. I don't know what you're talking about. Um... The, I, I don't know. I don't even know. What I got I something here. Yeah, go for it. Brad Pitt is making some new art, and it has nothing to do with movies. Okay. He's doing sculptures, and he's apparently showing them in public. His first ever sculpture, House A Go Go, is a miniature house made from tree bark and held together with tape. Hmm. It's on display alongside another one of his creations called. Aiming at you, I saw me, but it was too late this time. And that's a plastic panel depicting a gunfight between eight figures. Okay. I, I haven't seen these things. Maybe we can check them out. Apparently, they're on display right now at the Sarah Hilden Art Museum in Finland. Actually, I'm uh, I'm looking at them now. No, yeah. those are uh, those are those are reasonable artistic uh, really? pieces. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean. They're a little interpretive, but uh, he's. Uh, I got a, a picture of of him uh, standing next to uh, musician Nick Cave. Yes, from Australia. Yes, and uh, they're looking at these these art pieces. They're actually uh, impressive. Yeah, Pitt began experimenting with pottery after his split from Angelina Jolie. You ever done pottery? You ever been on like a potter's wheel? Horribly bad at it when I was in school. We were in, in high school. I took a lot of art classes mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, one year, uh, pottery was, uh, yeah. it was one of the things we did. I wasn't real good at it either, mm -hmm. but there is something kind of hypnotic and uh, cathartic about, you know, playing with clay and getting all filthy and stuff. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Demi Moore and, uh, Patrick Swayze and I, Ghost. I never had Patrick Swayze wrap his, uh, construction like <laughs> meat claws around me and help you know, mold a pot or a vase. You don't know what you're missing. No, I don't. I mean, no. I, you know, at the I, time, I, yeah. I mean, I would have considered it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not crazy. It's Patrick Swayze. A little dreamboat that guy used to be when mm -hmm. he was still alive. God rest his soul. Mm -hmm. But there's something, uh, I mean, I will say there's something very calming about, you know, about being able to create, you know, you know artistic pieces like that. Yeah, it is mem mesmerizing the, the, the way it spins around on the wheel there. But even if you're not even on the wheel, you know, like in this case, I mean, he's not doing any... Yeah, pottery. Uh, it, this, these are these are structures. Okay. These, these are sculptures. They're nice. they're they're very interesting. I wouldn't put one in my house. I'm sure my wife wouldn't like uh, one of those sitting in our rumpus room. But you know, nevertheless, if you're a patron of the arts, uh, you yeah. can either get a hold of Brad Pitt or Nick Cave. I'm sure they'll be happy to show you around. Mm -hmm. You know, that's an interesting topic you brought up. What's your ha is your house mostly decorated by you or your wife or equally? Um. You know, neither one of us are real big decorators. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got a couple of things that uh, like that that come out, uh, you know, seasonally, but we don't really do a whole hell of a lot. I mean, the house looks pretty much the same in August as it does in December. See, me doing it on my own, I I, I really don't. There's no like rhyme or reason to anything. Yeah, there's like a picture of uh, like 
my 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 kids, and and then, then there's a picture of a sacrificial lamb bleeding at an altar that I picked up for five bucks at a Savers. Oh, hey, very all right. nice, very yeah. good. And uh, yeah, it, there's no like rhyme or reason to it. Beauty we, is in the art of the beholder. When when we decorate our house, and you know, we recently did it, uh, well, just yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, like for example, in our living room. I uh, I decorated the uh, the living room with a bunch of folded towels uh, that I <laughs> yeah. pulled out of the laundry and just left them there on the couch and never Ooh. never put them away. It's really breathtaking, yeah. a real conversation piece. Uh, yeah, and the conversation starts almost inevitably like, uh, "Why didn't you put the towels away?" Well, because it's art. That's why I didn't put them away. Yeah, no, right? I didn't. I didn't, didn't want to. Ha- I, I was thinking that would be understood, that yeah. I wouldn't have to justify right? the reason I didn't put them away. Mm-hmm. That uh, I was doing it for you know interpretive artistic reasons. Mm-hmm. Artistic for, reasons. Yes, yeah. exactly. Look, look how they are uh, not so symmetrical with the couch, but perhaps slightly askew the lines yeah. the composition it's all sure it's all a, a bigger piece Bax's use of various media from cloth to dust to wood yeah. all melding together well, in a fantastic I, well the green towels are folded yeah. pretty much like the blue towels right. you know yeah. here's what i'm really working on uh my museum of clutter there's gonna if you want to pay five bucks to come see all the clutter in my house. Yes, it's 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 coming along beautifully. Uh, <laughs> my kids are really working hard to to help that thing, and I help out myself uh, by just leaving things randomly on a countertop or or on on a on a piece of furniture that nobody looks at to begin with. It, you know? it, it's it's funny you bring this yeah. up. I'm actually gonna be talking talking to a guy who did just that. Uh, he's a uh, He's the former drummer for a bunch of really, really uh, incredible bands from the 80s. This guy named Martin Atkins. And he had all of this music memorabilia in his, in his house. Mm-hmm. And he thought, what the hell am I going to do with this? So the guy took it all yeah. and has created, I swear to you God, this is a real thing. It's called the the Post Punk and Industrial Music Museum in Chicago. Yeah, and all these mm. people that he's played with, all these fans, yeah. have contributed new items. So Their the guy, own things. The, the guy has legitimately put together a museum, and it's mostly that's cool. I want to see that. Well, to me, it's yeah. like it's like the it, it's better than a tag sale. Yeah. You know, you're putting it all in one place and you're just leaving it there for people to look at. You're not nego- It's not like you're negotiating a couch for a dollar. You know, it's like yeah. the stuff that you have is now being put to good use. I think you're right. You're on yeah, to something. Yeah, Steve Nagel should, Museum. Steve people Nagel's love it. Clutter Museum. Okay. Hey, yeah. come watch uh, how my kids didn't pick up their <laughs> coats when they came in the door yesterday. They just threw them on the floor. Well, the <laughs> sale of your pool went well. Yeah, right. you could you could have done you could have kept that in the museum. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, yeah. I, yeah, but yeah, I want more. I want different clutter in the backyard. <laughs> I want a different setup back there. Great. I want like uh, I want uh, I want to take that fifty-gallon drum I have uh, for a fire pit and uh, put it right in the middle of the sand that's going to be left behind from the empty pool that oh, is yeah. removed mm. from the property. Very good idea. It's eight fifty-eight with back Stephen Dave and Rock one hundred two.